Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse. This is Golf Monthly's weekly uh, podcast where we take a look at the various different events in the world of golf. My name is Neil Tappin and I have um, my two most regular customers in today. Uh, Mr. Tom Clark, first of all. Tom, how Did you, you just call me Miss Tom Clark there? <laughs> and did, did you also call me a customer? I I, 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 I'm not sure I agree with either of those statements. I see myself as the bartender at the clubhouse. Well, I wish you had some beer. That would be make things a lot, <laughs> lot better here. Uh, Tom, you are currently on tender hooks, correct? Uh, <laughs> yes. Mrs. Tom is uh, waiting to give birth any day now, so. Uh, any minute, if it feels a, like it. We get a phone call. If I suddenly just leave, then <laughs> just carry on. We will try to smooth things over and, uh, you know, make <laughs> carry on as usual. And uh, Nick Bonfield. Nick, hello. Hello, hello. Uh, Nick, uh, another week, another solid Aston Villa performance I noted this weekend. <laughs> well, I thought we did very well to hold them off for half a game. <laughs> <laughs> Looked like you might end, be able to grit out a nil-nil draw and then lost 4-0. And then we remembered who we were and started conceding goals. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so we have a very busy podcast this week. Uh, lots to talk about. Firstly, we will discuss the uh, weekend's action. It was the WGC Cadillac Championship that was won by Adam Scott. And a great tournament it was too, and that's our first point of order. And then we will hear from European Tour player, stalwart of the European Tour, no less, Mr. Graham Storm, who spoke to Jeremy Elwood. Stormwart. What? Does that work? Stalwart, Stormwart. Okay. So, well. it's, a pun. it's a pun on his name. <laughs> Not really. Clearly, uh, Neil got that one straight yeah, off the bat. Standard. <laughs> um, and then we will have a little bit of a preview of the forthcoming week's golf, whereby we have the Valspar Championship and the True... Thailand Championship is that right? Nick? Classic, classic, classic. Um, uh, that's a European Tour event, Valspar on the PGA Tour, and I'm going to finish up this week with a quiz. But it's not a quiz about what's coming this week on the uh, PGA Tour or the European Tour. It's a golf pub quiz. You're going head to head. Intriguing. This is I like the sound of this. Yeah. Early, he, earlier well? he said to <laughs> earlier Neil came up to me and he said we're not doing a quiz this week. That was obviously a lie. Not a quiz on the golf forthcoming golf. So oh. I didn't want you to do a load of prep. <laughs> and then find out that I wasn't going to be asking you how much a ticket oh, to so the Valspar Championship <laughs> is. I actually looked. I look every week now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll, t- we'll discuss that. But let's, let's start by talking about the WGC Cadillac Championship. Uh, as I mentioned, it was won by Adam Scott on a score of minus uh, 12. It was a fantastic leaderboard that also had Bubba Watson in second on minus 11, Danny Willett, then Rory McIlroy, then uh, Phil Mickelson, Jimmy Walker, Paul Casey, Ricky Fowler. It really was a who's who of golf in 2016. Um, and the first big tournament of the year, I think it's fair to say. Uh, who wants to begin? Uh, I'm going to point Nick, you start. Okay, uh, yes, a great event and things shaping up very nicely for the season's first major. But I was saying to Tom before we came in here, I can't remember... Adam Scott hitting the ball this well. Uh, he's hitting it, what, 340, 350 yards off the tee. His iron play is superb at the moment. And he's holding putts. I he's know. absolutely brilliant performances. And to hold off a field of that quality with so many of the world's top 10 players playing so well and still come out on top is hugely encouraging for Scott. And, and on this form, he will win a major this season, you would have to say. Imperious would be the word I would use. It's It's... it's as impressive as watching it, Rory It's virtually Paul flawless from tee to green at the moment. I, from I, apart from the shot, to, apart from the shot to the last. If there. you actually well, and the two double bogeys. Yeah, I think, I think that's the that's the thing. Actually, he wasn't at his best yesterday. Um, yesterday, obviously being Sunday, um, he actually was. He showed a lot of nerves in the first few holes. He had a couple of almost snap hooks. He, he's finding the left hand side of the holes a lot. 
but it was actually his recovery, and that was the thing. It was recovery and his belief in himself. He was six shots back after four holes. He dropped from ten, uh, nine under, sorry, to, to six under. I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, so six shots back. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I tipped Adam Scott to win. There you go. I've t- it's taken me at least a minute to say <laughs> I actually tipped the winner. Um, so, ka-ching. Um but when I saw that he he was six shots back, I mean, I I turned over and watched the film for a bit, to be honest with you, because you know, I've got a pregnant wife, I can't just keep watching the. You thought your the, money was gone. And I know. I thought, oh well, you know, the money's gone. Then I was checking my phone, and suddenly he's back up there. It was it was, ridi- it was ridiculous. It was. But um, as soon as he hit that groove, he was he looked yeah. virtually unstoppable. I was saying to Tom earlier that I thought that halfway through the front nine, as I was watching, I thought he looked like a man who'd been in contention for two weeks yeah. and was slightly jaded and slightly, um, you know, sort of mentally just wasn't quite at the races. And that's why it's all the more impressive that he was able to bounce back from those two mm. early setbacks. I know, incredible. But I, I think, Nick, as you said, uh, the, the putting thing is interesting because he's come from where he, ha- he was with the longer putter. But for me... He's brilliant to watch because he hits the ball so well. He's out driving McElroy by about 20 yards on most of those holes. And if, his, if his long game continues to be that good, he only needs to putt fairly well in order to win tournaments. I think that's a key point. Um, he's not dominating the putting statistics. It's his long game which is getting it done. Is he not? He's performing well, Ooh, but he's not. I don't is think that he's a stat? Have you got a stat? No, oh, I don't no actually stats. have a stat, but I don't think he's in no the top stats. 20 in any of the, the crucial putting statistics. He's but just he, absolutely but he, but bossing he's, it off he, the tee he, he's, and on, um, with his iron play. His quote on uh, after when he was with the, at the Skycart, um, other TV people are available, um, <laughs> was to say that, um, oh, give me a six-foot putt any day of the week to win a tournament and I'll hold it. That this is that's a complete yeah. change of mindset on it, yeah. and yeah. He, he he never looked like he was going to miss it. No, he, he didn't. He just never. He just thinks he thinks he's going to hold them again. You know, that the long putter aside, now that's 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 ancient history. You have to say that moment, holding that putt on the final green, having very nearly knocked it in the water, but getting up and down to 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 win it by one, the putt that he hold will. It's just you can't replace that for confidence, can you? There's nothing you no. can do. It that, just just getting up and down. Don't worry about the putt. The chip was really good anyway. That that I mean, the conditions were so hard, weren't they? Uh, especially on that that last hole with the wind whipping across, so you having to hit it almost over the water to get it on, onto the fairway. Um, he was also get, obviously a little bit lucky as well that yeah, the, the, his ball <laughs> stayed dry on yeah. the 18th hole. But Understatement with a little bit there. But he now <laughs> believes him in, in himself on the greens again, as he once did. He was a good putter about, well, uh, we'll say, 10 to 4 years ago. Something 10 to like 4 that. years ago. That's Roughly. an interesting... Uh, <laughs> Date range. But he has <laughs> been a good. He has been a good putter in the past, and he's clearly rediscovering his form. It's not as if he's been a poor putter his whole career and has really struggled um, for its entirety. He is now back to where he was when he was winning the Players Championship in two thousand and three. And if he ca- carries on like this, we're going to. That have was him. thirteen years ago. That's outside your date range. I stand correct. <laughs> <laughs> if well, if he carries on like this, we're going to have another new world number one. <laughs> um, okay, so next question, chaps. Good week or bad week for Mr. Rory McIlroy? Good, good week again. Uh, he's he's obviously frustrated that I think the last few tournaments he's been either lead. So he was leading with 16 holes to go at Riviera, I think he said, and then he was leading with nine holes to go in this. And and, and quite a way clear. Yeah, well. and quite a way clear. So I think he's just very frustrated in himself that he hasn't managed to get the W. <laughs> don't say that a little bit of <laughs> can I just I'm go- okay putting my foot down no one is allowed to use that terminology on the podcast okay oh, so crikey. you can say win that's fine triumph yes absolutely W uh-uh. 
you know, b- b- get a beep button for me, like I've sworn. <laughs> okay, if I say it again. But um, I think he's going. You know, you're saying Adam Scott might be a new number one or coming off the right. Rory's looking really Rory out the those three that who were supposed to be leading the way uh, at the start of the season, Rory, Spieth and Day. Rory's my, by far and away the best at the moment. He's in great form. He's hitting the ball well. His putting looked a lot better with his new technique. Left below. Left yep. below. Left below, yes, that's right. Uh, left below or left above? Left below. Okay, left below. What do I know? And, um, yeah, he, he he just... I think he's got a, a big win coming around the corner. I mean, mm. he's just... If, as long as he's contending every Sunday... It just puts him in a great place. He must be obviously be frustrated. He, he hasn't got a win, but um, I thought he was going to cruise to victory. Actually, halfway through that front nine, he was hitting it onto the middle of all the greens, and it all looked quite Tiger esque. In fact, he had a significant lead, and he didn't wasn't putting himself under any great pressure, even though he wasn't driving it brilliantly in the last round. Interestingly, I just thought this is a world number one performing. You know, not world number one. This is the best player in the world performing here. He looks in complete control, but it just didn't happen for. I don't. I wouldn't, for me, it wouldn't, uh, alarm bells wouldn't be ringing over this because it wasn't like he choked or he threw it away. He wasn't quite on it, was he, on that last day? He just didn't hold the putts. He was slightly off off the tee, but his putting performance over the week as a whole was very encouraging. And I think when you've got such a top quality leaderboard with all those players playing to pretty much as close uh, to their full potential as possible, if you're only playing at 90%, you're not going to win the tournament. That's how competitive it is these days with the uh, series of tournaments we've had recently. So McIlroy's playing at 90%. Scott, who's only slightly inferior player in the world rankings, is playing at 100%. That all adds up to a Scott victory. So that's how tight it is at the top these days. It is. It's very tight. And uh, just a quick, one of my favourite things to do on a Monday morning is check the world rankings. Roy's up to number two. Adam Scott's number uh, six. Bubba Watson, number four. Danny Willett... Is he in the 10? No, he's not. No. He's number 11. Mm. But that does bring me on to our next point of order. Donald Trump's mate. Did anyone see the interview? I, Donald did. Tr- I noticed that. Donald Trump. Just Unlikely suddenly, friendship. So just, he, was, he was again getting interviewed on a uh, satellite <laughs> TV company. I don't know why. I'm the sky okay. Yeah, no, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying that. But um, he suddenly pointed at Danny Willett's name and goes, this guy's really good at golf. And like, well, yeah, we know. Uh, he, he's very decent. And he was saying that he played a few holes with him and won some money off his mates who didn't realise that Danny Willett was a pro golfer or something. <laughs> so that was that was good to see. But Danny, Danny Willett playing very well at the moment, isn't he? Tremendous to see him up there. So um, World-class short game, isn't he, Danny yeah. Willett? Oh, from the bunkers as well, he was sensational. Yeah, And I think what was so impressive was the fact that when he made a mistake, he bounced back with a birdie. When it was a clutch time, he hold that six-footer. I remember, I think he missed a, a very short putt for birdie on eight, responded straight away by firing his approach to nine straight at the flagstick and holding a ten-footer. Dropped a shot on 11, birdied 12, um, found trouble on 14 and produced a brilliant long running bunker shot to get up and down. And that's the stuff that's very impressive to me as well as his all-round game. And yes, his short game is phenomenal. And I'm going to say Nick used the phrase flag stick there. I think <laughs> that's the same as me saying W. <laughs> Not quite in the same bracket, I wouldn't have said, but I'll take your point. Just, just a point. Uh, I'll think about that one. Um uh, oh, yeah, what I was going to say about uh, Danny Willett, I mean, the more he puts himself into contention in, in tournaments like WGCs, he was up there at the Open last year for quite a while. He was up there at the, at the match play as well, wasn't he, last up there year as the well? Match play. So he is starting to ve- develop that big game experience. That means eventually, one day, it wouldn't shock you all if he got over the line. Uh, but that is uh, Danny Willett. Now, I wanted to just touch on how our picks, our various picks did mm. last week. And I please, have, please I, do. I, what I'd like to do is set up a new 
um, system whereby <laughs> we will have a running order of, of who is doing the best. Ah. Now, you have two choices. We can either... So, is this starting... Starting this week. Oh, right. How convenient, as mm. I picked the winner last week. No, starting last week. Starting oh, that's fine. Oh, I'll take that then. So, you have two oh. options. So, Tom picks the favourite and, and gets the uh, W. He was not the favourite. <laughs> he was not the favourite. <laughs> okay. Stop fighting. Okay. So, the... Uh, I, you've got two options. We The way that we do this, we select one favourite and one outsider. Mm-hmm. You can either add together their uh, total... Oh, sorry, add together the t- their positions on the leaderboard. Whoever is, a, is the lowest number wins. Okay. Yep. Or you get 10 points for a, uh, a win and five points for a top five and zero for anything outside. Let's just do that. Should we do that? Yeah, yeah. that's easier. Okay. Maybe extend it to top 10, though, if we're picking some, some of the lesser lights on okay. the field. Okay, I'd agree with that. All right. Excellent. Good point of order there, Nicholas. It's not going to help you this week. <laughs> I'll tell you that. So, uh, uh, Tom, your picks were Adam Scott and Billy Horschel. Uh, Scott won, and actually I uh, wanted to listen to the last week's podcast this morning just to see who Nick chose. And, Tom, your exact words were, I think Adam Scott is going to be the man to beat this week. Um Never Boom. have you made Wow, what sense. insight there, Boom. picking the guy who won the week before and one of the favourites. Oh, anyway. So, Nick, why didn't you pick him? Because the you got in there first. Oh, I don't I think believe. I did actually, but um, rarely has Tom made more sense, um, if ever. Uh, and then your other pick was Billy Horschel, who, I who finished forty-first. So you get ten points. Can I, I think? The, I think a win should get more than ten points. If if a top five is getting five points, I mean, a win is very hard to do. I think it should be twenty-five points. I think we should sit down and have a discussion after this podcast and come up with a real formula. But for this week, we'll keep it at ten points. No. <laughs> sorry, Dad, sorry. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, let's say 20 points for a win, 5 points for a top 10. Yep, do that. Okay. Yep, I so, like that. So you got your, you got your W. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> infectious. <laughs> yeah. um, so you got 20 points there. Uh, I went for Bubba Watson and Shane Lowry, and Bubba finished second, so I get 5 points. And Shane Lowry was tied 35th, so... Not bad. Should uh, there not be a distinction between <laughs> a second and a tenth? For example, no. Winner gets twenty points. Top three gets ten points, and top ten gets five <laughs> no, points. No, we get confused. Because if someone gets tied tenth and someone finishes second, they get the same amount of points. Exactly, but they didn't That's win. Fine. Okay, as long as you're happy, I'm happy. And Nick, you went for Henrik Stenson and David Lingmurth. Stenson finished tied twenty eighth, and Lingmurth was slightly out with the washing, uh, tied forty ninth at plus eight. Um, so, how many points is that then, Neil? Uh, Nick's on zero. So, just to recap, Tom has twenty, I have five, and Nick trailing. Note how I didn't pick the favourite though. It's your own fault. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let's move on. Please, please, <laughs> let's do. Stop um, this bickering. Fine, fine. Um, okay, let's hear from Graham Storm now. Uh, Jeremy, I would caught up with Graham and asked him uh, a series of uh, simple, quick-fire Q and A questions whilst out in the Middle East at the start of the year. His answers are very revealing. So um, let's hand over to Jez now. Hello there. Welcome to the Golf Monthly podcast. I'm here with Graham Storm on the nine-hole course at Abu Dhabi Golf Club. Hello, Graham. Good to meet you. Um, we have here for you six batches of questions. Oh, lovely. You can't have two, three or five. Choose one of the other numbers and uh, we'll see where we go with these. Three. Did I say not two, three? Oh, you said, oh, you, yeah. yeah. One. 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 Easy. No page turning. Right. <laughs> ten, uh, ten or so questions, Graham. Here we go. Who has the best golf swing on the European Tour? Best golf swing on the European Tour. Uh, that's a good question. Rory McIlroy. He's quite good, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, right, here you go then. Would you rather play for more money in an event with small crowds or for less money in an event with huge galleries? Can we not have just where we have huge galleries and lots of money? That's not one of the combinations. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you go with that because that's a reasonable answer, I would suggest. Uh, who's more likely to beat Jack's major record? Woods, Spieth, McElroy, or Day? On form, I would have to say John Spieth. Uh, I think he's on fire. He's quite good, isn't he? Yeah, just a bit. Yeah. Okay, here you go. You've missed the cut and you need a night out to cheer you up. Which two players do you take with you? Ooh. Not cheer me up. You would have missed the cut, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Normally when we've missed the cut and we go out with other players, we're kind of in the doldrums, so I probably wouldn't choose players, but uh, we'd be talking about golf. Uh, Richard Finch is always good for a laugh, good friend of mine, and uh, Mark Warren. Yeah? Yeah, bit of Scottish banter. Bit of Scottish banter. And they get you out of your, uh, your, your doldrums, would they? Well, we'd all be in the doldrums together probably, but yeah, we'd have a bit of fun. Be like a miscut party. Once we've had a few drinks, that'll be it. <laughs> like a miscut party. <laughs> um, right. No comment. Okay. <laughs> Who is the best Ryder Cup captain of all time? Ooh. Ryder Cup captain of all time. I suppose when I was growing up, obviously Tony Jacklin would be the one that I would pick. Mm. Obviously he's done it on more than one occasion where the other guys like Langer, Woosie, McGinley, People like that, you know, they've they've done really, really well and won by record margins. But Tony Jacklin seemed to sway it in the Europeans' favour. I think. I think that's a fairly uh, common choice. What's your favourite club in the bag? Favourite club in the bag? Uh, I'm not really one for having favourites, but uh, I've always been a good driver of the ball, so I'd have to say the driver. So it's your tailor-made M1. At the M1 moment. driver, yep. It's been uh, very successful since it was been in the bag. Made me 600,000 euros, if you want to know, <laughs> in the I'll time that's been in the back, so I'll it's, doing, it a, a it's little, doing all right. Mind your fingers, that's a bit off. Yeah, actually, not surprising, <laughs> uh, name one young player set to take the world by storm. Stop. Right, that's a cliche. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, young player to take the world. I'll go for Matt Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I think he's uh, he's got the package, he's full of confidence. Uh, he's got a good team around him, you know, coach-wise, got a good caddy on the bag. Yeah, he's got everything going in the right way for him. And he still looks like a schoolboy. He still looks like a schoolboy. What is he, 21? Something like that. Yeah, uh, he's doing really well. Yeah, good. Uh, two more to go. If you could swap one part of your game for someone else's, what would it be? <sighs> I think I would have to go for the best ever iron display that I've seen when I've been in a, and played with them is uh, Jeff Ogilvie. Okay. When he was on his irons, superb. And my irons aren't as good as what they should be. Uh, so I would go for Jeff. Jeff Ogilvie? Mm. He's uh, gone off the ball a bit, hasn't he? Yeah, but I played with him when he won the World Golf Championship in Doral and I've what an exhibition. Superb. Okay, final question. What's your most embarrassing on-course moment? Embarrassing on-course moment? Hmm. Difficult one, that. Yeah. Can't be too crude, can we? Nothing too crude. <laughs> uh, no slips or falls or. I think, I think just losing my temper, really. To be yeah. honest, uh, in front of people, I think I'll be openly honest about that. Uh, something that I don't, don't do now, but I did do it in the past, and there's nothing more embarrassing than throwing the toys out the prom. I don't think. You've never had a Henny Otto putting moment, have you? 
I wouldn't say quite as bad as that, no. Uh, I have smashed uh, my caddy's glasses in my golf bag. Oh, really? When I've taken it out on the golf bag, so you could say that's quite embarrassing. Okay, so that was Graham Storm uh, talking to Jeremy Elwood at the Abu Dhabi Championships. But it's time to move on, and we are going to now discuss the two events on the various tours, although not in too much detail. Certainly the first one we won't discuss in too much detail, which is the True Thailand Classic. Uh, here are some details being hosted at or played at the Black Mountain Golf Club. Nick? Yes. Tell me five things I don't know about it. <laughs> it's us, in Bangkok or near Bangkok. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> that, that, that would suggest that, that was the, wor that's the worst stat. Let the record show that you cut me off. Oh, go on. Carry on. Oh, that's fine. No, let's move on. Yeah, I know time's at a premium, so let's crack on. <laughs> okay, let's crack on. Uh, and notable players in the field. Uh, Nick, one of your favourites. Alex Levy oh, Le is in the field yeah. and will win this week. And Thomas Peters. And Thomas Peters. Christopher Broberg. Happy Barnrat, uh, Jimenez, Peter Uline, would just a, a, a few of the players in the field. It's a European Tour event. Uh, prize fund, I think, is the prize fund about one point five million. I wouldn't expect period. it to be yeah to be that high. No, yeah. uh, not I, a bad field though. Not a bad field. field. No, not a bad not field, field at all. Uh, TV timings are going to make this one a bit more of a challenge to keep up to date with. But uh, does anyone want to um, proffer any? predictions for this week's European Tour event? Well, I've started so I'll finish I think uh, Levy coming off the back of a good performance in Australia and uh, has won in uh, Asia before so I think those two factors coinciding mean that he will uh, have a strong showing this week a little bit further down the leaderboard Jason Scrivener uh, is a bit of a lesser light Australian but he's been playing some good golf recently so keep an eye out for him too Can you spell his surname for me? Oh, I wish I could Tom but uh, oh, okay. I think you should say now <laughs> okay. okay, Tom. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to go. Sorry, I'm going to just cut you off there. Nick, you seem a bit prickly in this podcast. You're right. <laughs> I'm fine. Yes, I'm fine. Thank Standard. You. Sorry. Standard. <laughs> Did you have a big night over the weekend? Are you feeling a bit? No, I feel great. I feel great. <laughs> that, that's yeah. not what you just told me this morning. Tom brings this colour out on me. You see, like, <laughs> it's the scandalous point system that's really got me riled. So, um, okay, uh, Tom. Anyway, as I was saying, I'm going to go for one of the home players, Tong Chai JD, who is always a very, very solid player. He's injured, isn't he? He, he no. didn't play last week at the Cadillac. Okay, that could he be interesting. Ill. No, that unspecified illness, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. He's bounced back. He's okay, on the so that sheet. could be interesting. It could be a good pick. It could be not. He's he's down there to win at the moment. Uh, down there to play at the moment. He did finish when they played there last year in second, so that's one of the reasons why I'm I'm, I'm having a look at him. But also, uh, one of my uh, guys who I uh, often as an outsider, Scott Hend, who's an Australian hits, hits it miles an, an awfully long way. Again, he uh, he again finished second last year. Not that I just picked the two people who finished second last year, but, but that's exactly what I've done. Um, and he's played quite well actually on some of the bigger tournaments recently. So he's, but I think you can get him for about fifty to one. So he's uh, won the Asian Tour Order of Merit, hasn't he? Hend? Uh, I'm not sure, sure if he's actually won the Order of Merit, but he has had a lot of success in Asia. So good shout. That there does you sound go. like a very good, uh, good, good uh, picks, both of you. I, I don't know a lot about <laughs> Jason Scrivener. I, and if I'm brutally honest, nor do I. I just know that he's he's recorded a couple of top twenties this season. So he's he's a young guy as well. So he's clearly getting more comfortable on the European circuit, having played on the uh, Australasian tour previously. Okay, and your picks, Neil. I'm going to move on. <laughs> oh, come on. What about the point system? No, 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 no. We're doing it for. We pick one event each week, and this week's is the Valspar ah, so. Championship. Oh, basically. okay. I'm amending, constantly <laughs> evolving this format. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so Valspar Championship, 
held at Innisbrook Resort. Um, in the field, favourites in the field would probably be Spieth, Reed, probably Spieth, Denson. Spieth having won it last year and world number one probably ranks as the favourite. Uh, 7,300 yard course, par 71. Final three holes known as the Snake Pit. Second hardest run of closing holes on tour last year and makes for some quite exciting finish. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, before we go for our picks, does anyone have anything they'd like to say about the tournament? Can I ask a question? You what are the do. parameters of outsider and favourite? Are we, th- are we talking outside 50 to 1 for the outsiders? How to suck like the that? fun out of a bit of fun. <laughs> uh, okay, we, well, we, the problem is we do this on a Monday morning, so we don't know the, the odds aren't published, so it's difficult to kind of... I think I will be the judge. Okay, How about that? Fine, it's yeah. not a democracy. I'll be the judge. If you pick two people who are in the favourites, I'm going to ask you to come up with a second name. Fine. Fair? Yeah, yep. that sounds fair to me. Yep. Okay, good. Uh, Thomas. Hello. Make, oh, make like it okay. an... Um, Official, who are you going to go for? I'm going to go for Danny Willett as my favourite because he's playing so well at the moment. Um, I think his game will suit that course. Um, I think he's just on a really good run of form, so I just want to stick with someone who's in good form. Uh, And then my outsider is going to be Danny Lee, who uh, was finished top 10 there last season, had a very good end to the season in 2015, um, has not quite hit the same heights so far, um, but I think he's someone to look out for, and especially as um, I have got some odds. He's seventy-five to one, so I think he's 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 pretty okay. good price for Lee. Yeah. yeah uh, can good. you name any other tour players called Danny? So you've already done two. Because I do not. I hadn't even noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you think about that for a moment while I ask Nick who his uh, picks are. Okay, <clears throat> my favourite will be Louis Ostazen. I think it's it's very much. A have I stolen right. your pick? <laughs> Yes. Uh, that was quite an expression you had in your face. Just okay. I apologise for that. But this right. happens to me every week with Tom, you see. So, so do I have to Welcome come to my world. Lies. Okay. No, no, Louis, I think it's very much a golf course that suits. Don't you dare pick my second player. So I will. <laughs> oh, let's see what happens. But it's, it's a golf course that suits good ball strikers and players who hit uh, a lot of greens and regulation. I think it's more about strategy than length um, and putting yourself in decent positions. And Louis is just hitting the ball so well at the moment. As I said before, he hit 93% of greens and regulation when he won in Australia. Off the top of your head. Uh, so I think he's got a, a perfectly suited game to, to Innisbrook. And the reason I queried the outsider favourite line is because I'm interested in Justin Thomas. I wonder where he sits on your list. Oh, good question. Justin, well, uh, uh, who did I, you go for? I've forgotten. Louis, Louis Hazen. Hazen. I think he's 20. At the moment, the odds, very early odds, I've got Us Hazen 22 to 1, Justin Thomas 30 to 1. Probably doesn't quite count then. You said um, it. You said yeah. it. Okay, I'll go with... Um, I'll go with Ches Reevy. Because <laughs> you went for him before when yeah, he wasn't playing. Yeah, and the so fact remains that. that he is playing some really good golf, and it's not a course that's going to suit a bomber necessarily, so let's stick with Ches. Okay, good shout. I think those are... Those are An answer to the good. Danny question. Yeah. Danny Chia. 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 There um, you go. Fair play. Well done. <laughs> okay, so I can't go for Louis Oosthuizen who I, I'll make it noted I couldn't go for Louis Oosthuizen mm-hmm. um, so I haven't really got much time to do any research <laughs> so I'm just going to go with Jordan Spieth fine okay fair enough he's, uh, quite, he's quite good at golf okay uh, and my other pick is Jason Kokrak who okay. finished top 10 last year and 
uh, was second a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, he played he? really well and he wasn't overawed by Riviera, um, at Riviera with yeah. a, a lot of high quality players around him. He played very well. And Nick, you'll be able to answer this. They're not too dissimilar golf courses, Innsbruck and Riviera, in terms of, you know, relatively tight, not like yeah. Doral, not fairly open. And it was surprising, I thought, in the Northern Trust that um, so many big hitters came to the fore. But yeah, they're, they're, there's a number of parallels there. And Kokrak, I know he was very highly rated when he came off the, I think it was then the Nationwide Tour. Um, hasn't won yet, but he's finished second on a couple of occasions and looks like a well-rounded player. So good shout. Could be a good shout. Could be an awful shout. We'll see. We shall see. Um, okay, we have a quiz. We have a quiz. Oh, I sat up straight this in my chair. I'm a bit worried about this. This is a sort of golf pub quiz. So the clubhouse, well, it's getting into the evening. You both had a couple of drinks. It's time for a quiz. Um, there are five different um, categories of question. You'll Ooh. have a rules category, a Jack Nicholas category, Augusta National, club golf. This could get awfully embarrassing. Amateur club golf. I like it, though. And the Open Championship. Um... Okay, without further ado, Tom, you're first up, and the first category is rules, and your first question is, how many rules of golf are there? <laughs> Can I phone a friend? <laughs> how many rules of golf question. are there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Can I just say, prepare yourself for a stupid answer. I think. Well, I think I might. I think I might just pass. You're not even going to have I'm a go. <laughs> not even going to have a stab in the dark at this one. Um, let's say there's. Are we including I, I, appendices and sub, uh, I know. sub rules? No, here, there there are a certain number of rules of golf. 32. That, is that some sort that of joke? That wasn't stupid, Thomas, but, but it wasn't correct, unfortunately. <laughs> it was, it's 34. Oh, can, can I get half, half a point? Half a point? No. Half no, a point. That's a, good, that's a very good guess. No, but you shouldn't be... The point is, you work in golf. You really shouldn't know the answer to that. I think a few years ago, Callaway had a golf ball that was named Rule 35. So that's how I... Cause you, the idea oh, really? was that how, how many years ago was that? Quite a few. Yeah, so I thought I was so. A junior. Thanks. I played with it. Or I'm happy with that answer. There you go. But it was wrong. Just to clarify, uh, Nicholas, your rules-related question: What's the penalty for playing out of turn? Are we talking match play or stroke play? Stroke play or match play? Playing out of turn. <laughs> I think in match play, your playing partner can ask you to hit it again or you forfeit the hole I think in stroke play <laughs> <laughs> why would you ask I know, why would you ask I know it seems genuinely you can bizarre but that is actually in the rules you can have another that game that is in the rules and stroke no, no you just make you just it is they have the option genuinely they have the option look in the rules no they don't because this came look out the other day it, no, no you're wrong okay fine well loss of hole and two <laughs> strokes in stroke play. Uh, you're wrong on both counts. Fine. There's no penalty, but your opponent uh, can ask you to play the shot again. Okay. Stroke play. Same. Oh. Brian. Okay. <laughs> Nick's not very happy. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. <laughs> Purse lips. That's wrong. So it's nil-nil. Good start, gents. Uh, next question is your Jack Nicholas question. Uh, Thomas, Jack Nicholas won the 1986 Masters, aged 46. Who came second that year? There were two players. I was five years old. No, I don't think I, I think I was four years old. Um, who came second in the nineteen eighty six Masters? Is that the is that the question? I <laughs> <Yes, laughs> just make sure that's um, not the answer. Mm, Sevy. Not a stupid answer, but not right. Again, it was you in the top a, five. He was leading, wasn't he? Well, yeah. He was leading on sixteen and hits ball in the water. 
Um, Disappointing. No, I'll, I'll let you have a wrong answer, so you can carry on. I can carry on? Yeah, no, keep going. I, that means I've got to think of another <laughs> another answer. Um, Greg Norman. Correct? Yes. And? Oh, I'm still going. Um, There's two of them finished second. Uh, <laughs> I've money out of 1980s golfers now. Um, and let me think, who would it be? Nick Price. Wrong. Yeah, that was Tom Kite. But I'm going to give oh, you half a point now. Decent guess, though. Just just to point. clarify on the previous question, I was thinking about when your ball is played <laughs> from in front of the teeing ground. I missed it. Oh, right, so completely. My apologies. <laughs> I think in that instance, though, Nick, you just you, you can. I think you get a minus thing. points for, for. I honestly think for failing they, they to understand the, the question. I honestly, I know it seems absolutely baffling, but I think they have the option. This came up not long ago. I could be completely wrong, but check okay. the rules. You're, you're, you're Nick's, Nick's not a rules um, aficionado, so I wouldn't take it as as red. <laughs> uh, okay, so your Jack Nicholas question, Nick. Um, what was Jack Nicholas's first major win, the year and the tournament? Right, I think it was sixty <clears throat> sixty three. No, sixty two. <laughs> yes. No, hang on. A hey, minute. you got one wrong answer. I get one. No, I know, but I, was, okay. was t- I had two golfers. Sixty two U.S. Open. It was the 62. I'm going to give you half a point. Oh, that is... Half a, a point? That's a I've joke. got the question right. You, you got it 63. wrong. Yeah, you got he, it wrong. He, he got, got it wrong. He, he got one great answer. Stop arguing. I'm the question master. Okay. We've had literally correspondent saying, don't question the question master. Okay. Let's also remember that we're adults. Good, good point. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Number three is your open question. Tom, um... There are 13 open venues. That's 13 courses have been used as open venues in the past. Can you name 11 of them? <laughs> this is going to get very boring all of a sudden. Come on. Come on. Hoylake. St. Yes. George's. Yep. St. Andrew's Old. Yep. Muirfield. Yep. I've forgotten what I've said. Turnbury. Have I said Turnbury? You have Nap. Um, Troon Yep Lytham Yep um, That one I, in Scotland The first one Where was that? What was that called? Um, I can't think what it's called it Starts with a P Why am I giving you help? Press, <laughs> Presswick Cheers <Red>. Nigel <laughs> <laughs> For those out there who aren't sure why Nick has been just called Nigel It's because uh, we call him Nigel We just do <laughs> It looks like someone who might be called Nige. Uh, don't know what that says, but um, I've, oh, hang on. Um, um, uh, what's it called? Um, Carnoustie, correct. Southport and Ainsdale. Southport. Where did you get that from? No, oh. Southport and Ainsdale. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check. That seems, seems, seems like fairly random to me. Yeah. I don't. I've never heard Why of have I said that? being on the. Why have I said that? Okay. Uh, you're one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay. You're missing a. Well, uh, I'm missing um, probably. Um, why did I just say that? That's annoyed me. Um, I've forgotten what I've said. Um, bear with, bear with, <laughs> bear with me, caller. Bear with me. Um, where are they playing this year? True, and I've said that already, haven't I? 
You're missing one regular on the list. You're missing a couple that... I said St. Andrews, didn't I? Yeah, you're missing a couple that have been on the list and have come off. Um, In Ireland... They played in Ireland before, haven't they? What's Excuse that? me. <laughs> but where are they playing? What's it called? Uh, Royal County Down. No, Royal Port Rush. Royal yeah. Port Rush. Oh. Surely we just end this. I think that's yeah. a, uh, end well, this. I know. Oh, I think, I think that's I was a, doing quite well there. That's a miss. Playing a miss. Mm. Um, so oh, hang on. Pr- oh, Princes. Yep. And oh, <laughs> oh, I die. Please, Tom, think of the listener. I, I, I am. I'm just trying to go through the Golf Monthly Top 100 in my head. <laughs> I can't think of the top 10. Uh, have I missed one in the top 10? You have. Oh, dear. Okay, you're out. Um, the one that you're missing that you really... Should have. Yeah, it's, got. it's Royal Burkdale. Musselburgh. Musselburgh, yeah. Why have I and did you say Royal St. Paul's? I don't think you did, did you? Oh, no, I didn't. No. Um, that's And actually, I said 13, it's actually 14. Oh. Courses on the right. Re- it, didn't, it didn't make much difference to the answer. Um, good question, so, though. Good question. Um, My Southport Nicholas, answer completely. <laughs> your, your open question. <laughs> Old Tom Morris won the first cash prize <laughs> at the Open in 1864. Mm. How much... Did old Tom pocket? The drinks were on old Tom in the clubhouse. £2,000. You are so far off. It's ridiculous. (laughs) That is most ridiculous. £2,000. You've overgone now. £200. (laughs) Keep taking noughts off. It's like a pound, isn't it? Is it like two shillings or something? It was £6. £6. (laughs) <laughs> and if that's wrong, it came from Wikipedia. So again, as I always say, contact them. Um, so unfortunately, not. So, <laughs> so we're still tied. Two thousand pounds in eighty-six. Yeah, all right, Tom. I'm not, I'm not an economist but... again. <laughs> well, clearly. Um, so you're still you're neck and neck on half a point each. Um, Tom, your next question is rel- relates to club golf. Uh, in the recent. Uh, changes that Congo announced the handicapping system. The allowance in four-ball match play increased from three quarters the difference to what? You should know the answer to this. Why? Why should I know the answer? Because it's been one of our most popular articles on our website. I know. I know it has. But so it's gone up from three quarters to yeah to what? Tell you what. If I had Tom's questions, this would be a completely different ball game. Well, you said that last week. Um, to four fifths. Ninety percent. Ninety percent. Ninety percent. Okay. Bad luck. Yeah. I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm not disappointed in myself at all. Nicholas should be probably. your question. Um, what does CSS and SSS stand for? Oh. Uh, competition scratch score standard scratch score. Correct. That to be fair, that was that, a gift. To be fair, that was, how do I get? Uh, that you got one? three gifts last week. Get over it. <laughs> um, yeah, and you should have done better on the open venues question, I think. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's very easy when you're asking the questions, isn't it? <laughs> um, okay, so your final question pertains to Augusta National. Um, Thomas, who coined the term Amen Corner? Oh, it was that. It was the. 
It was the journalist. It was. I think he was writing for Sports Illustrated, I think. American It journalist. was an American journalist. I think that's at least a point. Whose name completely eludes me at this moment. Having not had lunch today. <laughs> wasting away here. Um... Oh, I can't think of his name. He's an American journalist, but I can't think of his name. Nick, can you help him out? Yeah, no, no, I would get that far, but I, I don't think I could recall his name. His no. name's Herbert Warren Wine. Yeah, yeah. No, now you've said it, I know. But, uh, half a point, I Okay, reckon. so Nick, you don't... Half a point to make it interesting. Have I won already? Yeah, yeah, you've already won. You don't need to get this. You could just pass. Um, what's the 13th hole at Augusta National called? Mm. I thought this might be one of the questions. Really, did uh, you? Oh, I think it might be Azalea. It is? Yeah. Oh, okay. So Nick wins two and a half to a half. Bad luck, Thomas. I've, do you know what? I think that was fixed, but never mind. <laughs> it wasn't fixed. Don't bring the integrity of the quiz into disrepute, Tom. <laughs> thank you, Nicholas. <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, gents, thank you for um, your time this week, as always. Uh, anyone have any... any, any bit, uh, Nick, you're interviewing Keith Pelly. Yes, I'm interviewing Keith Pelly uh, on Wednesday, so there will be snippets from that interview, uh, provided all the technology works in future editions of the Clubhouse, so keep your ears peeled for those. Uh, if you have any particular questions you'd like us to ask Keith, then feel free to um, drop us a message on social media. I think you'll say it's Wednesday of this week. It's Monday. Sure. So the date today is Monday, the 7th of March, I think. Yep. Uh, the day after the WGC Cadillac Championship finished. Uh, Tom, anything you'd like to get off your chest before we go? Um, uh, no. Just No, just check out our social media as ever. Uh, don't forget to sign up to the WhatsApp group if you haven't. And the newsletter, which I haven't mentioned before. So if you want to sign up to the newsletter, just go to the Golf Monthly website and there's a, a handy little box there. Well today. said. Well said, Thomas. Um, okay, thank you very much for joining us in the Clubhouse this week. We look forward to welcoming you in next time.